Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hey, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Uh, my guest today is Anand Ayer. Uh, founder and CEO of uh, usetrusted.com. We're going to be talking about uh, a childcare app. Anand, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, so would you give folks uh, an idea of you know what you do and what the uh, application is? Good thing, yeah. Uh, so Trusted is a managed marketplace for childcare, and uh, the, the thesis behind uh, the service and software is that we want to make it really convenient busy working parents to find childcare, whether it's short-term or, or long-term or episodic uh, childcare, um, and make it make it easy for them to find childcare they're using, using the app. And then, of course, for, for qualified caregivers to find work as well. So, Okay, so it's for both sides. It's for the uh, caregivers and for the parents that want to find childcare, right? That's right. Um, it, you know, luckily, you know, I have children. We haven't had to put them in in childcare. You know, we have a babysitter, et cetera. But um, how do most parents choose? Don't they seem to choose and stick with a current a provider for a long time, or do they hop around? Yeah, it uh, and it completely depends on the circumstance, right? So what we've learned, uh, and I have a four-year-old myself, so I can tell you about the whole spectrum of caregivers that we've had to go through. So there's uh, so we sort of categorize this into to many different sort of service areas, right? So we'll start off with what we call sort of episodic events, which is um, date nights. There's backup situations or emergency situations where your child can go to school because he or she is sick or because, you know, your daycare or school shut down and you need someone on short notice. And those fall into sort of, uh, you know, what we call the episodic events. And then in those situations, you your, your, your affinity for your caregiver, obviously you want to have someone you've worked with before because that is highly ideal. But in those situations, you're likely to also go with someone where you're like, you know what, I need someone on short notice. This is important to me. And I want to I want to find a really highly qualified person to watch my child. But uh, if, if it's someone who's watched my child for great, but that's not the case, then that is, you know, I'll, I'll go for the next best alternative. So those are episodic events. Then you have your recurring care situations, right, which is uh, pickups uh, from school and then watching them after school or getting them ready for school and getting them into school. or ongoing care for whatever reason, right? And uh, those happen depending on the age of the child. If they're very young, it could be all-day care uh, before they're ready for a preschool or actual school. Or if they're actually in preschool or they're in school, it could be after-school care. And we power those situations as well through our services. And in those situations, yes, you want someone who's who you work with every single day. And that's, that's serendipitous for both sides of the marketplace because our caregivers are actually looking to work with a consistent family all the time and vice versa as well. So we're we're totally... You know, both those situations work extremely well for us. Um, and the last category that I'll mention is what we call specialized services. So when children are extremely young, uh, sometimes parents look for night nurses because they're looking to get some sleep later night. Because children uh, who, are, who are very young infants, they, they tend to have uh, sporadic feeding patterns. Um, and so in those situations, uh, the parents are perhaps looking for a night nurse or a doula to come help them as their children are getting acquainted to the world. And uh, in those situations, we help find, uh, uh, help connect uh, these parents with qualified night nurses or doulas. Um, and those are 
again, you know, uh, you, you want, definitely want to have an affinity with a single provider, but those are short-term commitments somewhere in the range of anywhere from two weeks to uh, two months, depending on what the parents are looking for. So those are the three service areas that we support today, uh, episodic, recurring, regular care, and then specialized uh, situations. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I've needed, we've needed help in all of them. You know, sometimes the, um, yeah. you know, the caregiver is away or, you know, uh, if my wife was sick or I've got to work or go on a trip. Um, when they were really young, you're right. You know, I remember my wife came to me with, you know, my son and she was crying saying, you know, I've been up all night and I said, oh my God, I'm sorry. And you know, I took him for a while. And so there's definitely a need right. I see as a parent for all these things. You know? Um so what are the first questions or the top concerns parents have about using your service? I guess probably the vetting and making sure that the people are, you know, good people is probably number one. But what, what do you hear? Uh, you know, it's uh, early on when we first launched and, you know, we're a, about a two-year-old company now. I'd say that that was actually one of the things that used to come up quite a bit. Uh, but what we've done in the, along the way is we've, we've definitely tried to, I know just being a, an agile sort of software company, we try to make sure that we try to provide as much information and be as transparent as possible about our, our, our processes and put that into the site and into the app. So when a user signs up, they, they get a fair amount of information about who we are and what we've done to get to this point. So that's number one. But the other big thing is that for, for, for a company like ours, word of mouth is, is paramount. So when parents talk to one another and they go, hey, you know, it's, uh, and one of the things we've learned is, uh, parents are unlikely to recommend a service like Trusted, but when it comes to actually recommending a caregiver's name, they're less likely to do so because then you know a caregiver has a finite amount of time. And if I recommend Jessica and Jessica's got only 20 hours a week that she works and another and families are splitting her, then I may not get enough of Jessica's time. But, you know, so they're more than likely to recommend a service like Trusted, but less so, um, you know, a, a provider. So that being said, um, by the time they get in and start using the app now, uh, in, in this day and age, 2017, a lot of the hurdles about uh, you know, the trust factor, the vetting processes are, are things that they've overcome. Um, and now there's, there's a whole slew of other things looking for, which is they've complete, they're sort of pot committed, so to speak, in, in terms of what they want, what they're expecting from a service like ours. And it's more about availability and scheduling uh, that they have questions around. And those are, the, those are the fun things that our software helps power and enable um, and the, uh, some of which we are able to counter with uh, us having sort of 24-7 customer support because sometimes you just need to talk to a human being to help you get over certain hurdles, uh, and then some of which our software is able to help. But I'd say if you had to ask me this question, you know, roughly two years ago, it was definitely, hey, you're a very new Mason company. What are the processes that you employ to ensure that your caregivers are vetted? What are the things that you do to make sure that uh, things don't fall through the cracks? But I'd say that uh, uh, two years in and... and uh, you know, perhaps even as we launch a new market, those questions will start to keep coming up. But we, we haven't seen a lot more of those uh, lately, uh, perhaps because of the fact that uh, we grow a lot you know, organically through word of mouth. Are you guys located um, all over the U.S. or only certain cities? We're live in the San Francisco Bay Area and in New York area, so specifically in Manhattan and Brooklyn and portions of Queens. Interesting. Okay. Um, what are you noticing that the challenges are? That first of all, that's great. You have twenty four seven customer support. That's really good because in today's day and age, it's hard to call companies or talk to anyone. You know, they want to do live chat, and for this kind of thing, right, you know, you've got to talk to a, a regular person. You know, on the phone because uh, it, it would be terrible if you couldn't. And there was someone with your kids, and you know, there was a problem. Right. But 
you know, not to focus on the negative, but what have been the biggest challenges you've had in the first two years of your growth? Yeah, one of the things we did early on was we tried, uh, and I know this sounds a little counterintuitive perhaps to a lot of folks that you spoke to early on but uh, or you speak with, but we tried not to grow early on. Um, and the reason for that was we wanted to make sure that we could hash out all the kinks. You know, what are, what, are, what are the parameters that we need to focus on and ensure that we can provide high-quality care before we can get this to the next level? So those are the things that we really spent a lot of time working on before we even graduated into expanding into the, the entire Bay Area uh, and then now into New York. So those are, those, are, those are the kinks that we hashed out. So when you, when you first launched the app, those were parameters. Uh, and of course, and I'll sort of back up and tell you about sort of the preemptive work that we do to ensure that we're in the business of high quality care. So uh, one of the things that sets us apart from a lot of the other marketplaces that we employ our, our caregivers, so they actually employs the company. Um, and so for that reason, we, uh, we start, it starts at the very, very top of the funnel. We, we source high quality candidates. We predominantly work with uh, nursing schools around the country. So obviously in the San Francisco Bay Area and New York, uh, we found that nursing students um, have have either worked with children or with elders as if you know before they come into nursing school because that's something they've enjoyed doing in their spare time, and even through nursing school they enjoy doing this in their spare time, and then they obviously want to have great bedside manner and become great nurses when they when they want to go off and, and do this in their full time careers. Um, so we sort we source nursing students. And we we love working with them. They're also CPR certified and they have their immunizations up to date. So they check off a, a lot of prerequisites that we have, especially when working with younger children. Um, we interview them, we, uh, we background check them and ensure the immunizations are up to date. And then we reference check them. If they've found that they've worked from the past, we ensure that we can get some concrete evidence of that and how that has transpired. Uh, and we catalog all of this for, for our parents to see. Um, and of course, that's, that's just the beginning. And of course, once you're in, then we onboard you to ensure that you are, uh, you can actually provide high quality care. And we've, we've and so now speaking to your, your question about challenges, this is where we've constantly sort of uh, doubled down on what we can do and how we can constantly train and up-level our providers because a provider may have a competency with toddlers but may not know how to work with infants or vice versa. But we want to ensure that if they're able to provide high-quality care for children of all ages, if they, if they want to, then we can provide them that, with that level of training. Um, so those are some of the things that we focused on to ensure that we are constantly providing the right kind of curriculum to help these providers get up-leveled so that when they go out in the field, um, and because they're effectively our crown jewels, and we, we want to ensure that they are they feel extremely good about the work that they're doing, um, and that we're supporting them in every which way that we can. So uh, that's where we spend a lot of our time. So after we onboard them, we provide a basic amount of training there because there's only so much you can retain in about 60 to 90 minutes of being in the office with us. But then uh, aside from weekly check-ins and things in nature, we also do quarterly town halls with them where we bring them back in the office talk to them about topical things like whether it's the flu season or, or what have you. Uh, we ensure that we're you know, giving them a path to grow in this profession if, if that's what they want to do. Um, but I'd say that we've mitigated a lot of the challenges by providing constant training. And then early on, while we focused on not wanting to grow, once we figured out exactly what the curriculum and the path needs to look like, that gave us sort of the that paved the way for us to actually move into other areas like the Bay Area. And now, you know, New York is, is a new market for us. We just launched there about a month and a half ago and looking to expand there as well. But uh, yeah, that's sort of been our progression to date. And a lot of the hurdles we've seen have been really about how we, how we match make correctly through our software and how we ensure that our providers have a path to uh, growing professionally. And 
we're I'm happy to say that those both of those have been coming along very nicely. Do you feel like you've learned how to parent better because you're you see all <laughs> yeah. these? Um, well, seriously, yeah. I mean, do you think it's yeah, changed yeah, yeah. the way you yeah. parent? Absolutely. I mean, uh, and I mean, just to reflect, I think I was just telling Emma a second ago that uh, you know she asked me what I do for for Memorial Day, for example, and uh, my wife happens to be out of town, and uh, it just it gave me a huge opportunity to reflect on sort of my own parenting, and and actually, if I were to you know go back to two and a half years ago. I was actually working at and doing another startup before we did Trusted. And I, I left that startup predominantly because I felt like I couldn't manage my work and life all that well. And I, so I became a stay-at-home dad. And it was actually during this time that the idea for Trusted actually came about because I felt there was a dearth of high-quality childcare options. And that's kind of how the company came about. But that being said, I feel like I've established a, a reasonable work-life balance and ebbs and flows. Uh, but this weekend was a great opportunity for me to reflect on my own parenting skills and figure out where I can, you know, refine and hone in on things better. But uh, to your question about how I've, I'd say that a lot of the reflection and parenting that I've I've done is, is less so about what I see in the marketplace, but more so about uh, my own growth and how I've been able to manage a company and also how, you know, to leave certain stresses and certain doors and to make sure that I'm always there for my daughter and, and make sure that uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm uh, basically a good friend to her or a good companion, helping her figure out the path for her, whatever that looks like. So I wonder, mm-hmm. the answer to your question is yes. I'm sure there's a lot more that I can do that I'm not doing yet. Um, and I, uh, I constantly f- try to figure out what that is and, and try to read up on, on where my gaps are. But, uh, um, you know, so far it's been, it's, it's definitely been interesting, but I'd say that my wife's my role model because she's constantly ahead of the curve and I feel like I'm always right. trying to play catch up, but, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I, I hope I'm doing just enough, but you never know. You never get a scorecard, right, at the end of the day. It's always one of those things where uh, it's sometimes a little too late. We're like, oh, I, I missed this opportunity to do something. And I, that's, yeah. what I, that's what I hope to prevent is that I don't want to look back and go, oh, shoot, this, this weekend we could have done this. Or, you know, six months ago, we could have had a great opportunity to go on vacation or this road trip. And those are the things that I want to make sure that uh, my daughter doesn't feel like we missed out on or our family doesn't feel like we've lost out on. Well, you know, I like the fact that you're a dad and you've been a stay-at-home dad. And, I mean, you have all this personal involvement. Um, Do you tell that story to your clients? Do you tell it on the app? Because I think, you know, it sounds like they're comfortable and they use your service, no problem. But I think parents would really like to hear that, you know, you're one of them and you've been a stay-at-home dad, which is somewhat rare. And you've also achieved work-life balance. And that was the whole reason you started the company, partially. I think all those are really great messages because that's the exact people you serve, you know? Right, absolutely. Um, we, I, we don't try to put it front and center and part of it, and my, my co-founder Viv and I, we go, we go back and forth a little bit. Um, if you were to launch, if you were to you know, sign up for the app, for example, or if you were to launch our app, uh, her face actually pops up, <laughs> not mine. I, I'm just, uh, I think she's a, she's a better, I guess, I don't know, uh, face for the company than perhaps I am. Um, so, uh but uh, that so that's number one. But I, I, it's just personally, I just my own sort of uh, uh, reaching for a word here. But I just I, I just feel like I I'm not perhaps the right face for the company. Uh, I think they have the better face. But that being said, I think we try to lead with our our caregivers because they really are our conjugals, our our, our providers, our our consumers, our parents get attracted to the company uh, from what we hear because of the high quality of care that our providers are able to provide, um, and then that that starts to spread a lot. So. Uh, our story is somewhat embedded in, in there. Uh, you know, it's in the about page, and it's in the about page. Uh, 
if I remember correctly, there's a link to a blog post that I've written when we launched the company. So it's somewhat in there, but it's definitely not front and center by any means. And we, uh, you know, it's a, it's a story, but, uh, uh, you know, maybe uh, it's a good point, though. Maybe we can integrate it better into the service to make sure that parents see that, uh, you know, it came out of some personal pain points. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable. And, you know, I'm glad I heard your story. Um, it also brings something to mind. You said that some of the caregivers are good with toddlers, but not so good with infants, and some want to care for any age. Have you had any parents ask you if you can help them be better parents? Is that something that you think maybe it'll be an extension of the company at some point? Because you're getting all this experience with care at all different ages. I bet that you guys have a lot of insights that a regular parent doesn't because they just have this small world compared to what you see, you know? Absolutely. And uh, it's a, it's absolutely something we get. And it's, it's a fantastic question. Uh, we, and we, when we created the company and it's, you know, the name of the company is so nebulous, right? We call it trusted. Um, and it doesn't say sitter or childcare. And, you know, obviously trusted childcare is, is sort of the extended company name, but uh, it's not about nannies or doulas or sitters, but we've always thought of ourselves as an extension to the family. And there's been situations and I'll, I'll give you one specific example. And this, I use this example quite a bit, but um, I remember uh, there's a, one of our nursing students went in to watch, um, I think it was a, a toddler who had just started teething. And, um, and the parent couldn't quite diagnose why the, the child was having a fever or she was drooling as much. So the nursing was like, oh, you know, it looks like she's on the cusp of teething. I'd recommend these teething tablets. Please check with your pediatrician first. Or there's a gel, perhaps. But, you know, I've heard interesting things about this gel. But either one of those things, check with your pediatrician. But I think this might be interesting. And the parent just lashed on right away. And she said, wow, this is super useful information. Can I keep in touch with you? And how do I, you know, if there's other questions that I have, how can I get back in touch with you? And then the parent is funny. That was about a year and a half ago. You know, two years later, that, that family had another child. Uh, and this provider who's still been with us went back in to become a night nurse for them. Um, so to your point, I mean, the, the spectrum of what we've sort of started doing has definitely increased. Um, I say that I think all parents innately have great intuition uh, and, and definitely know what cues and signs to look for. And But having that sort of quote-unquote trusted companion who can help you uh, figure out certain things uh, is definitely something that I, I know I've been able to use for sure, and some families have been able to leverage us for. But if they so choose, we're definitely there for them for that as well. Um, and so, yeah, we definitely think of our extension in, in multiple ways. In, in home care is what we definitely specialize in. But we, you know, once we're there, there's a lot of opportunity for us to do more. And uh, especially because our caregivers have so much knowledge that we can, we feel like they can be leveraged to do quite a bit more uh, as well. So yes, I, I totally see that. And uh, I hope we can help, uh, uh, help parents in, in a multitude of ways down the road. Yeah. Um, do you have rating systems for your caregivers? And do you see that some of them are superstars? You know, and I'm sure in, in any population of people I've seen, you know, the 80-20 rule applies. There's always a few superstars that are just amazing and like baby whisperers, you can call them. Do you have those? Do you rate your caregivers and, you know, do you have public ratings for them? Yes, we do. Um, so, you know, if, for example, you were to go to, and just as an example, I know you're based in New York, but if you go to usechester.com slash san-francisco-california, San Francisco, California, uh, you'll see that, uh, you'll see three categories of providers. Right? You'll see providers, professionals, and specialists. Um, and uh, in each of these areas, there's definitely, you know, we, what we'd like to do is have each category of providers sort of bubble up to the top. And as they bubble to the top, we help 
basically promote them to sort of the next category. So if a provider has been very prolific and has maintained a consistent you know, 97% five-star rating across hundreds of bookings, we basically promote them to the next tier uh, because we want to help them make more money. Um, and of course, we absolutely, as a parent myself, I, I want to make sure that our providers are watching our children uh, feel like there's a career path in this uh, for them. So to your point, yes, we absolutely see there's, uh, there's providers who, who excel. And our, our five-star rating is actually broken down into about six other sort of subcategories. Things like timeliness, do they clean up afterwards? Did they, did they go above and beyond? Uh, did they check in consistently? Um, things, and so, so several categories like that, that just, you know, a simple five-star rating for us is, is sort of just breaking, you know, breaking through. But we have sort of subsections where we check in with our parents on is, you know, did they, if the child was asleep or during, during a date night, did your provider actually clean up? Because that's actually one of the things we recommend that they do. Uh, did they load the dishwasher? Did they unload the dishwasher? Or did they, you know, if you asked her to do the laundry, did she do the laundry? Uh, things like that. So we, we do sort of a, a scale system where it goes beyond just a simple five-star rating to ensure that we're learning more. And again, this is one of the things when you asked me earlier, what have we learned? This is some of the things we've learned is, uh, these are some of the things we've learned that we can do better at is, is ensuring that um, our caregiver is there. To, uh, 100% of the focus when the child's there is on the child. There's, there's no way we can go, you know, all the focus needs to be on the, on the child or the children. But uh, when there's some downtime, Help us out a little bit with household chores because parents can use that help for sure. So um, to answer your question, yes, we've definitely seen uh, some folks bubble up to the top because they go above and beyond. In fact, I'll say there's two such providers who have gotten uh, such amazing ratings that we've actually brought them on board full-time and they now are full-time employees of the company um, because uh, they, we, they're amazing and, and we want to. they've now become a part of our force that actually trains our incoming new providers. And we see that opportunity, you know, the, the top, you know, point, the top 1% who will end up becoming a full-time, uh, full-time employee of the company. So, yes, uh, we've definitely seen that. And our goal is that everyone can continue to uh, set some high standards and, and keep pushing the, the needle forward, so to speak. Yeah, the, the reason I ask is that, right, these top people, it's great you've taken them on full-time, you know, to advise you. But those are the people, yeah. I guess, that would, yeah, though they are advising everyone else and informing your organization, helping you grow. But, it, you know, in the future, if parents want help parenting or with certain challenges, those are the people that, again, are the kid or baby or toddler whisperers, and they would be the best ones to create guides or contents or courses or something that uh, I'm sure parents will be interested in, you know, to get help on, in certain situations, you know? Absolutely. And actually, one of our uh, most interesting hires in the last year, last year was Natalie. Natalie used to... Uh, Natalie was a key part of Google Daycare Center, for example. And so when she joined us, a large part of, uh, and she was, she was a teacher before that, uh, a large part of the draw for us to, to have her join the team was because she wanted to do exactly that, what you just said, which is to create this curriculum. Uh, that's exactly what we use, both for our caregivers internally as well, uh, because they can access this through the app and learn about how they can provide the best quality of care. But there's no reason that can't be repurposed. And, and used uh, by parents as well. So, yes, we're very excited about that because uh, I'm sure that uh, it's one of the things that we think about all the time is, you know, what are we not doing for our children? Um, and uh, hoping that we can get a little proactive as opposed to reactive about some of these things. Okay, very good. Um, what about uh, special needs kids? Do you guys ever have um, requests to help with kids that are autistic or, you know, other types of issues? Do you provide that service? We do, we do. And uh, we, have, uh, we have providers and the whole spectrum of, of capabilities 
And yes, some families who we work with since the since uh, uh, especially uh, premature babies that were born, and we sort of work with those families all the way through, and then in a very sense of spectrum as, a, as well for when it comes to special needs. And yes, we definitely provide those uh, services, and we work with them in a, uh, to segue for, for one second. So what we have is uh, this 24-7 customer support team. They're actually a team of uh, stay-at-home moms, um, and we started working with them um, you know, about six or seven months ago. Uh, and to your point about helping folks become better parents, uh, we thought who better to help us support the team than than, than some, some mothers who've been there and who are looking for additional work and they can stay and, and especially if they can be uh, have flexible jobs and work from home. So the customer support team, the team of moms, they they basically support both our parents and our caregivers. But in situations where a parent ha- a child has special needs, uh, the the support team we also call them concierges will actually step in and will actually provide more guidance along the way to provide a better fit. So whereas a lot of situations where, you know, in over 98% of the cases, our software will help do the matchmaking, in situations like this, we'll actually have the concierge team take over and actually do the matchmaking where we'll actually set up introductory meetings and ensure that there's a good fit for both parties. Um, and of course, you know, downstream, once there's bookings are sort of happening on, a, on an ongoing basis, our providers actually come armed with um, uh, the ability to do live video as well. So if parents wanted to check in to see if things are uh, copacetic at home, they can they can just check in via the app as well. But yes, to you know, sort of segue away from your uh, question, which is uh, yes, we do work with uh, children with special needs. Okay, all right, great. What's what's your goal for the uh, the rest of 2017? Uh, continued expansion or just slow, careful expansion? You know, what where do you see yourself going in the next year? Yeah, uh, we we definitely see ourselves. Uh, I'd say it's you know somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, I, we definitely uh, are. Our thesis when we first launched the company was, uh, this, this, especially as sort of the millennial cohort is is moving into uh, into parenthood, right? And that's starting to happen. Uh, we felt that there was uh, a dearth of services that catered to their needs and how sort of how they go about looking for for whatever services, right? Because they lead with mobile, they look for convenience, but they'll never forego trust, uh, things of that nature. So. As we started looking at where these millennials are, are gravitating towards, there's definitely some areas and pockets that stand out, uh, coastal cities, metropolitan areas uh, where family isn't nearby. So that sort of guides our expansion plan, but it's definitely very calculated because each market has got a lot to offer. Uh, just if you look at New York uh, as, a, as an area, for example, I think there's something like 922,000 families with at least one child under the age of 18. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity there for us to reaching, connecting these parents and making sure that we're able to provide um, uh, provide care for these families. Um, and then, of course, there's other big cities like L.A. and Chicago uh, as well that follow. So I'd say definitely, you know, careful expansion has is, is always been what our plan's been. But we also think about going deep with our software, uh, which is uh, how do we provide more conveniences during a booking? How do we help parents not have to uh, worry a lot when there's something that's happening? You know, our thesis was in you know, a messaging back and forth is uh, can be onerous at times, so that's why we alleviated that necessity with live video. Um, and then we've added things like geolocation, so if your caregiver is out and about with your child, you can see exactly where they are. Uh, how do we continue down that path of providing more features so that uh, providers and, and 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 parents can stay in touch without having to pull out their phones and take focus away from children or or for parents to take focus away from work. Uh, those are some of the software features that we get really excited about building because that's uh, that's our, our that's uh, that's one of our forte as a as a as a team and as a product and software team. So to answer your question, I'd say careful expansion 
and more exciting software features are on the horizon. Okay, very good. And I guess, you know, last question, what's the best way, it's probably obvious, you know, through the, the website, but what's the best way for uh, parents that are interested to get in touch with you to start using the app, you know, to engage for an initial, um, you know, caregiving session? Yeah, uh, yes, you're right. So our website, usetruster.com, is the best way to get started. Uh, there's our, our phone number is right there. So if you ever have any questions, you can go right there, um, 844-987-8783. You can give us a call anytime. And someone from our team is happy to guide you or walk you through any questions you may have. And, of course, we're on the App Store as well. If you have an iOS device, you can download our app and get started um, if you want to you know, go in self-serve mode. But, yeah, any one of those options are all feasible. We also have a chat option if you're comfortable. You want to just chat with someone on the web um, and, and slowly ease in the, to the flow. Uh, but our website mm-hmm. is a great starting point. Very good, Anand. Thanks so much for your time. It was a good call. And, um, you know, again, I'm going to be one of the customers because we've had all kinds of issues over the years. We need your help. And, uh, you know, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Take care. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.